You've scanned the headlines, read the articles, and liked the posts. Now listen to the experts themselves in the Future of Work podcast, presented by allwork.space. Are you ready? Welcome to the Future of Work podcast by allwork.space. I'm Jo Mernier, and today I'm really excited to speak with Brad Krauskopf, who is currently nine hours and half the world away from me today in Melbourne, Australia. So Brad is the founder and CEO of Hub Australia, which has grown to become Australia's largest privately held flex workspace operator. It's recognised as the trusted local flex partner for landlords and businesses in Australia. It targets the premium end of the market with high levels of customer service, quality fit outs and a hospitality style offering that helps customers grow their businesses by attracting and retaining talent. Hub is recognised as an employer of choice in the Great Places to Work rankings and has a long-standing commitment to sustainability and impact. And with more than 20 years industry experience in Australia and internationally, Brad's recognised as a pioneering driver of co-working and flexible work in Australia. So welcome, Brad, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Joe. Great to be chatting with you. Fantastic. Okay, so first of all, I'd like to hear a little bit about your journey into the world of co-working and the flexible office space sector. So could you tell us how you got started and how you've developed Hub over the past decade or yeah. so? Sure. So my, my background, I've, I've always uh, been an entrepreneur, had businesses um, uh, since very early on uh, in my career. And probably about 10 years, uh, 15 years ago, I said uh, no to the family business of hotels. Um, and then interestingly enough, you know, as, as time goes on, I find myself still in hosp- what I call hospitality, um, running running Hub, um, which I started in 2011. Um, you know, like many co-working operators, we were very much um, came into being off the back of the the, the, the GFC and, and a huge amount of, uh, you know, people looking for a, a place to work and a place to come together. Um, as we've grown Hub over the years, uh, interesting, our first space was, you know, 200 metres squared, so, you know, a whole 2,000 feet. Um, but um, we, we found that by 2016, we'd really worked out, um, you know, the customer that we could uh, service really well, and that was the more established growing business, um, and that took us more into premium um, locations and spaces where um, there was a much greater uh, focus on you know, the employee of those organisations and their teams uh, because, you know, ultimately it was creating a, a great place to work for people to come into every day. Um, you know, right right now we're, we're all navigating through coronavirus, um, but, um, you know, very much seeing some, some great opportunities um, coming up for flexible workspace ahead. Um, and, you know, we're across Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne and Adelaide. And, uh, and you know, more and more every day we're, we're, we're seeing people uh, coming back into the spaces, which is, which is great to hear, great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll come on to that um, in just a moment. Um, but if we can just rewind a few months to before the health crisis, um, end of last year, beginning of this year, um, things were looking very bright for, for co-working and mm. flexible office space. Um, so 
but could you tell us a little bit about how the sector was looking over in Australia and how how was Hub doing? What what were your key cities at that time? Yeah, look, we we were doing great, um, and uh, you know certainly twenty twenty hasn't exactly panned out um, <laughs> as any of us thought. Um, we um, you know we had. Um, just let, announced new spaces in Melbourne and Sydney, which is certainly our our focus. Um, you know mm-hmm. the spaces that we um, do tend to be around the four thousand meter squared mark. Um, we we own and operate um, cafes internally to all of those spaces, um, which has become a, a I guess a key part of part of our brand. Um, and then we were working a lot with. Um, um, a lot with uh, teams, say 20 people, 30 people, up to 50 people. Um, the, and I must admit, Joe, it's, it, uh, thinking back to pre um, pre the health crisis, it just seems like a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, it does. <laughs> it really does. Um, so, but but look, we, we were we were in a we we're running a good business, like we were, we we're a profitable business. So we went into um, we went into 2020 in a in a good condition to cope mm-hmm. with what it's what 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 it's throwing at us, um, and also uh, we've got a, a high um, staff member to customer ratio, which has uh, served us incredibly well in 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 terms of being able to keep in contact with our our teams, with our customers, mm-hmm. and coming up, I guess, with more custom solutions as we've gone through this um, to, to to navigate onto the other side. Um, and certainly, we're seeing that. Um, uh, we signed a deal this week for 170 desks, which you know that that's a, a large size um, deal for us. But you know it was in direct, um, it was directly in line with what a lot of people are saying. Where um, you know this company normally would have taken on a traditional lease, um, but now what they're looking at is not just something on flexible terms, but somebody to actually operate their space for them. As they're starting to bring people back into into their workplace. Mm. Gosh, that's um, 170 desks. That's that's quite a lot. It helps. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And throughout the um, the pandemic, uh, how how did you cope with that change? Did you have to close your spaces, or were you able to remain open? Yeah, look, the, the, the spaces did um, stay open and indeed the, the people that were running essential businesses, one of our larger customers is um, is, is government. And mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, there, there were people coming in each day, albeit um, you know, not, not, not a lot. Um, we automatically went into, um, you know, crisis mode. We we, we started to spend, um, you know, a lot of time on the on the phone with 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 members rather than getting to spend that time that we'd normally spend with them face to face. We moved all of our programming um, online um, and launched a, a, a virtual offering, which which up until then we we, we didn't have. Um, and then we'd be, you know, working hard with our landlords, um, you know, with our team. Uh, it, it look, it's it's just been a uh, uh, action stations for the whole time. And and you know, of mm-hmm. course, it added to that, there is actually the stress here of that. You know, this is a, a health crisis, not just a, an economic one. So you know, you want to make sure you keep everybody um, safe and healthy as well. Um, mm-hmm. 
the we 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 had this we we started monitoring something at Harbour and we called our, our Hub Coffee Index, and we've we've seen it as a bit of a barometer for for how workplaces are getting used. And you know, at at its peak, um, we were selling around twelve hundred coffees a day from the cafes, and that went all the way down to twenty six in April in a in a day. That was its lowest point. Um, wow. We're now back up to over a couple of hundred. Um, a day, and I, I, I think it's an interesting way of mapping out and seeing yeah. just 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 how much people suddenly started working from somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the, the fact that your coffee sales are beginning to creep slowly back up—that must be a positive sign. So, how are you working with members and, and businesses to get them safely back to the office? And what kind of changes have you had to made in your workspaces to enable people to come back to work? Um, sure. Well, look, it's it's a, it's a lot more than just sanitizer. Um, I will be very glad when we don't have sanitizer being talked about um, at, at all <laughs> at all at all levels. But I guess beyond that, uh, a, a few key ones: communication. You know, we've had to. It's got to be regular. It's got to be everywhere like it's got to be on the phone it's got to be on the website it's got to be on the emails um you know we're, we're finding that everybody consumes their um their information in different ways so we've we've had to be um let's call it over communicating um a lot of staff training like you know first and foremost we we do have a we've got to make sure we've got a safe and healthy workplace for our our staff like that's mm-hmm. important and then we've also then got to um, help them and make them feel confident and 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 trained to then create workspaces that you know thousands of people come to uh every day so that's mm-hmm. been a big part um you know there's increased cleaning schedules um making the experience touchless where where feasible putting in dividers um but then also uh doing some things like shortly uh when you come to hub um you'll be coming in and there'll be a screen there which says for instance the air quality the temperature how many people we've got on the floor um so you know actually communicating um to people we're, we're transparent, we're focused on this um, and giving people the information that they then feel confident that they're coming into a healthy and safe workspace. So that, you know, there's a whole lot of things that we've had to do. Um, and it's certainly something that um, uh, I, I think ultimately workspace operators, um, you know, you, you will be judged on this because um, otherwise it's like a basic uh, necessity that the spaces are are health and safety for all the people using them every day. Yeah, absolutely. And bringing so many people into one building, um, as you say, it's it's a confidence issue, isn't it? A lot of people are scared to go back to those places. Um, They feel safe at home where they can control their own environment, but going into a workplace surrounded by people, um, that must be quite difficult for some people to, to come to terms with. Yeah, and and look, you know, there's also in in Australia, I'm sure we're like many different um, countries. Uh, the states uh, in Australia each set their own, um, uh, you know, res- restrictions or, or, or rules on um, on gatherings. So we've we've had to communicate with people across um, uh, state lines, and then, uh, yeah, for instance, we have a, a workbook that we've put together for um, our our customers where they can then use that to help them put in place their own plan to get their staff back to work. Um, so, you know, there's this unique thing there of, you know, we, we, we've got to make sure we're providing the right work workspace, but then all of our customers also need to make sure they're being great employers for their teams. 
Um, so we've had to work with them in order to put put in place communication, to put in place, um, you know, rotating uh, schedules for working. Um, and it's it's been, a, I guess, a more custom approach that we've had to take with each of our with each of our members. Yeah. And I understand you're involved with the uh, WORC, the Workplace Operator Readiness Council. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, look, this was something that was uh, kick-started by um, industrious in the US, but, you know, there's now 20 operators um, or, or a little over 20 operators around the globe where we've all come together to to pull knowledge and pull experience and we've uh, we've published a, a, a playbook for all operators um, to be able to utilise to, to help them um, o- operate a healthy and safe workplace. Um, it's actually something that um, if you go to... Uh, uh, workplace-council.org. Um, um, that's the, the the website where you can download the playbook. And, and you know, I really encourage um, operators out there that you know this is something that you can um, you can use. Um, and I guess it's been a bit of a, an industry uh, collaboration, also working with a lot of um, established uh, corporate real estate um, partners. Uh, mm. And, and it is, uh, I guess it's a testament that, you know, ultimately we know we've got to um, come together because we want everybody to be looking at the at the workspace as a safe place to go. Absolutely. And this, um, this would be so valuable for workspaces of all sizes, but also across the world, different countries are at different stages of coping with, with the virus. Um, some places are still in quite strict lockdown, whereas others are opening up. Um, so I should imagine that would be a really, really important resource for for the whole industry. Yeah, there, there, there's so many new things that we're all that we're all having to bring into our our day to day these days. So yeah, yeah. I, I, hopefully it will be a great help for people. Okay, and flexible workspaces. We know that they can help businesses get back on their feet. And for instance, um, at Hub, you've had this huge, huge uh, influx of of uh, company wanting 170 desks. Um, and by offering flexible agreements and services, operators like yourself are in a position to help businesses adopt distributed teams, work more flexibly. So can you tell us how Hub is working with businesses and landlords to help them create their own solutions and responses to the impact of the virus? Yeah, sure thing. So I think what we're going to see is that the you know the numbers are going to start telling businesses and landlords that it makes sense to be offering up uh, flexible options. But then I think there's also a recognition that you know like running a workspace just got really hard. You know, we've been we, for the for the last um, fifteen minutes here. We've been talking about um, you know health and safety and a whole lot of really um, important things. And so, for a landlord, um, for example, having that service layer there to um, to uh, provide all of the different things that a tenant's going to need, so that they sign up with them, whether it's on a lease or whether it's on flexible terms. And um, you know, ultimately. Uh, it's going to be driven by a large amount of the workforce wanting to come into that office. Um, mm-hmm. So you're going to need a professional operation of that office. So what we've seen is that um, 
uh, you know, people are coming to Hub like this organisation where they wanted to have more flexible terms, but ultimately what they really want is for their staff to be coming back into the office, uh, to be collaborating, to be to 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 be um, to be selling and to be looking after their customers. Um, so to that end, uh, what I see is the biggest opportunity that we're working on is it's how can we bring that service layer. Um, into partnering with businesses and with landlords in order to help them um, d- deliver workspaces that people love. Mm-hmm. And that would tie into your hospitality background <laughs> service layer. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, look, I, I hope so. And, and also, you know, yeah. we, we have also seen that, um, you know, people have uh, – worked out that they can work remotely and 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 many people have worked out that um maybe they can but they don't like it um but what we do know is that if you're going to need to get into the car or you're going to jump onto the 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 train to come back into the office um there's got to be a really good reason for doing it and it's got to be more than just work (laughs) um because i i do know that if i have to i can do it at home um, so how, um, you know, landlords or businesses alike um, appeal to appeal to the person that comes in and says, right, I will do my day of work or I will I will go in to socialise or I will go in to, to do meetings. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's got to be, it, it's now going to be intentional. It's not going to be because somebody told me that I had to. It's mm-hmm. because uh, the workspace and the experience that I'll have there that day um, has got to be something more than what I'd get if I was if I was just working from home, and you know whether it's hospitality, whether it's a um, you know whether it's a focus on learning, or or whether it's a focus on um, technology. There's going to have mm-hmm. to be something there that is more than what I'd get if I was if I if I did my day of work at home. Absolutely, um, it, it does suggest that companies might only go into the office perhaps a couple of times a week. So does that mean that companies will need less office space? Look, there's one school of thought here that because of all of the the distancing required is that you know you'll 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 have less people coming in but you're still going to need the same amount of space. Um, look, I think what's going to also happen here though is that the nature of what people are coming in for is also going to completely change. Um, so it might be because I'm coming in to do learning. It might be because I'm coming in to innovate or for a meeting, um, or it may actually be because I, I, I really just want to socialise and be around other people because I'm yeah. I'm going crazy working from home all alone. <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I don't think anybody is yet in a spot to say whether more or less space is going to be required. But mm-hmm. absolutely what people, I think, are, are, are justified in saying is that you're going to need a very diverse range of different spaces, um, which, you know, it's going to be impossible to do that just from the single location that you've signed a, long, a long-term traditional lease with. Um, you know, so there's been a lot of talk about uh, suburban and regional locations. There's been a lot of talk about um, how are people going to need to adapt their existing office. And then there's also um, a common recognition as well that, you know, having all of your staff um, sitting under the one roof um, all of the time doesn't sound like as good an idea as it did in, in January of this year. 
So, so you know, people are going to need flexibility um, and, and choice uh, in terms of how they provide the different workspaces that their teams need to get the job done, but also to keep attracting and retaining the right staff. Um, so I, I think that's going to mean complexity, um, that people are going to need to, the businesses are going to need to partner with a lot more um, operators uh, or um, landlords or um, even in their their employees. Like one of the issues you've got there is OH&S um, issues of working at home. So, you know, there's a lot of different uh, things that need to be addressed when we move into a world of distributed working or, or, or anywhere working. So, um, and I think that is where a, some of the providers, uh, like some of the, the flexible workspace operators and co-working operators are in a really good position to step into that void. Uh, because you know they've got the relationship with the with, with with the customer, they've got the relationship with the landlord, and you know I think that also flexible workspace operators, we've also got a really great incentive to make sure that we become um, we become that trusted partner for business, because otherwise people are just going to be working at home. So you know, I, I think we're we're well incentivized to really um, come up with solutions that are focused on the people using the workspaces and and not just um, you know not just the number of meters squared. Yeah. So workspace operators would have to become very experience centric to to attract people. Yeah. Absolutely. So whether it's uh, health and safety, or whether it's wellness, or whether it's hospitality. Um, you know, sustainability and impact is another one that I, I think is going to increasingly be important for people to to be able to demonstrate how they're delivering on that. Um, the, you know, let landlords are getting uh, you know are getting a return on their space that um, from a lease, a, tr a traditional lease. You know, it doesn't justify investing in all of these different things. Now they can either set up their own flexible experience centric um, model or they can partner with, with with operators who can do that for them um, I, I think you know we already have seen examples of both but you can be sure that um, you know as um, as more and more deals you know for 170 desks for example get signed up by flexible workspace operators um, you know landlords are not going to want um, uh, that space that would normally have signed up on a traditional lease um, to, to to no longer be theirs. So landlords will step into this in, into the game here, and whether that be doing it on doing it by themselves or whether that be partnering, um, we will see landlords more and more enter enter flexible workspace. Okay, and also what you what we what we were discussing a moment ago about distributed working and how uh, some people will continue to work remotely while others come into the office and then they'll perhaps change around i should think technology would have a huge role to play in ensuring that works seamlessly and smoothly and just thinking about um, meeting rooms for example mm. some people will want to have um, remote meetings while others will be happy to be in the meeting rooms in person with physical distancing so how is that working at Hub? What kind of t uh, technology have you got in place there? Yeah, sure, sure thing. So actually, at, as we speak, we are implementing a whole bunch of new um, enhanced Wi-Fi, but also video conferencing. It'll be in every room. 
Um, plus, we've also uh, provided packages for our members where um, it would be, I guess, a work from home kit. You know, so whether that was um, from an, from an ergonomic chair through to the technology, I mean, you're absolutely right. It does need to be seamless. It does need to be easy, um, and it does need to be, uh, you know, enterprise grade. So I, I think, and you know, I certainly in, in a few years from now, I'm sure we'll have uh, VR headsets in all of these meeting rooms. Um, you know, I, I think that'll actually come sooner rather than later. But, 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 but yes, um, that's been something that we, we've, we've had to deal with. Um, and, you know, the, whether it's through signage or whether that's through um, uh, putting in place uh, cleaning protocols for the meeting rooms, um, there's, you know, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of extra layers that have come into just having a meeting these days. It's, it's, quite, um, it, it's, it's quite unbelievable. Yeah, it's quite a huge change. And to think that uh, the way this year started and, and the way six months in where we are at the moment, it's quite, uh, quite different to what we were expecting. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Uh, but there is light at the end of the tunnel and perhaps a year from now, 18 months, uh, we could be in quite a, a different situation, hopefully a positive one. Um, so what are your thoughts on the future of work once we get past this this current situation? Yeah, look, I, I think that what we're going to see is that there, there is a good future for the workspace uh, and for flexible workspace on the other side of this. Um, you know, when we talk about people wanting choice, um, you know, choice and very long-term leases that lock in your requirements for a very, for for a very long time. You know, they're 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 opposed to each other. You know, we for for people to be able to have the the choice that they need to provide to their staff to keep attracting and retaining talent, they're going to need a wide range of different workspaces. Um, in, in order to deliver on that. Um, and I think that's where flexible workspace operators can really focus to identify, you know, what are those workspaces that they can be amazing at delivering on um, for, 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 for businesses. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll see a lot more um, landlord partnerships, as, as, as we were just saying, uh, re remote um uh, remote work will also mean working from work hubs that are that uh, are, are closer to home, um, and then and you know finally I think we're going to see a much greater focus on on the people rather than on the on the meters squared, um, mm -hmm. and you know to that end you know that I think that'll be very welcomed by 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 everybody uh, because you know ultimately if we don't um, create workspaces that, um, that that warrant you coming um, in from the living room um, then uh, then you not, not only will that be um, um, a poor outcome for flexible workspace operators but 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 more importantly you know organizations need offices to help them build culture to develop the next uh, the their next um, a lot of leaders um, and to develop new products so you know the workspace you know you could say it becomes even more important but it absolutely will get um, will go through a lot of change over the next twelve to eighteen months. So, you know, we really need to remain nimble um, and 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 just always keep focus on the people that are going to be using the workspace. Absolutely, and a, a focus on people can only be a good thing. Absolutely. 
Okay, brilliant. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to add about the discussion we've had or on the uh, future of work no, and flexible space in general? No, no. Look, it's 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 look, it's an exciting time. It's it's and it and it is a challenging time to be to be here. But I I, I certainly think on the other side of this, um, you know, it, it will turn out to be that the products we're delivering. Um, are much better for businesses um, and, and and for the people that use workspaces and and you know certainly I I, I do hope that um, that the the, the the health crisis is one that um, you know it, it doesn't go on and impact any more people um, than that than it does over the next uh, six months or and already has yeah agreed well thank you Brad thank you for joining us today on the all work podcast um i hope you stay safe and well and your team and um we would love to have you back on the podcast again sometime soon hopefully in happier circumstances <laughs> let, 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 let's hope so um take, thanks joe thank you brad take care if it's impacting the future of work it's in the future of work podcast by allwork.space are you ready